0: All right, we've got a brand new guest on the pod tonight. Uh, His name is Tim Moody, aka the Shady Lurker, aka 43rd overall. Uh, So Tim, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much for having me, man. I was really um, surprised when you reached out and asked me to join. I am a a keen listener of the show, so it was um, a pleasure to be invited on. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, man I'm a sucker for you know positive feedback so and validation <laughs> that's So weird. as soon as I got I a bit of validation and um you know my regular guests have all deserted me this week so um so thanks for thanks so much for coming on
1: Got the call up
0: So you're a fairly regular guest on the Supercoach Experience pod these days and and which is aka the the Mike and Sabs show or formerly known as
1: That's correct yeah
0: Yeah right how's that going
1: yeah, it's good, mate. Um, I've developed a pretty good friendship with those guys through um, Super Coach, and um, yeah, tell me know, the as...
0: story about that. Like, how did you how did you first get to know those guys?
1: Yeah, so I was I've um, sort of pretty new to Super Coach when I first started talking. I think it was my first year, actually. I sort of identified that my brother that got me onto it um, wasn't too good at it, um, so <laughs> I sort of looked, had to look out for some other knowledge. And um, I came across their podcast and just sort of started listening and started shooting um the host brandon um a lot of inbox private messages sort of on a week-to-week basis i was one of those guys that sort of harassed him weekly uh (laughs) what to do until i sort of started to work it out a bit for myself which is to be honest probably only this year um i started to pick it up um and a lot of the you know things started to uh, make sense a lot more to me last year in the back end Um, yeah right i'm actually doing a lot better than have ever intensified, yeah. So I've, yeah, I think great. what I put that down to, mate, um, uh, is just pretty much I've had a bit more time on my hands um, this year. You know, in the past I've been working in hospitality as a manager in a pub and working pretty much football hours. So whenever the football was on, I'd be pouring beers or you know running around trying to manage a pub and looking up at a screen and not really catching what was going on. So I wasn't really making. You know, the most informed decisions, and um, missing the games, and obviously when you when you're at work, you, there's a lot of times when you miss information.
0: Do you first. think watching the games helps a lot?
1: I think a hundred percent, man. Um, because yeah, I I, I notice you know you can hear people who you know talk about Super Coach based on um, on points or what they did last week, or someone will say that a player played terribly last week or whatever, and you're like, We've actually had a blinder. But it didn't resonate or whatever. So, um, yeah. Look, it's. I think watching the games, you can you can sort of get a feel of what's going to happen going forward more so than what has just happened. If you get me.
0: Yeah, I think I sort of, sort of know what you mean. So yeah. I, I asked the question only because, like, one of my regular guests, Beaver, uh, he basically doesn't watch any games. He watches like maybe one game a week, and he's coming like. He's just behind me. He's like about three hundred spot. And is he taking so basically most
1: of his advice from you, or is he pretty independent? No, in no not
0: necessarily. We we have a bit of a chat and we talk about stuff. But he, I think he basically just looks at the stats. Maybe watches a highlights package every now and then. So yeah,
1: I think it depends how you, you know, obviously how people learn. You know what I mean? Um, some people learn very visually, and for me, that that's how I learn. So watching football. Um, is you know for me how it's all going to make sense and allow me to make good decisions, but for other people, you know, if they're sort of someone who reads statistics and is more of an analytical thinking car, maybe that's the way to go for them. But for me, I love watching football, so it's not so much just about the super coach. That's it's more so just getting to watch footy.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and so you you were saying you were just like pestering um, yeah. one of the boys that's in the right. inbox, I went, I went and then 10- eventually.
1: Yeah, eventually bumped into him. Yeah, met, met him in person um, actually at his work, I think it was. I was just shopping and then um, that was a weird experience because it was sort of like seeing a celebrity because you kind of, you know what I mean? Like you just, oh, I guess he was on a show as well, you know what I mean? You sort of yeah put someone on a, any sort of show and whether it's a small podcast in some sort of weird celebrity status if you're listening to them in all, all the time you know what I mean but you feel like you kind of know them but you've never met them and then being that I'd spoken to him quite a fair bit it was a weird thing um but yeah soon after that he sort of um was looking for you know some people in the local area that might want to join an tag team and I was um, bogged down with uh work at the time I didn't have much of a social life so I you know identified I'd be able to clear up an afternoon with my boss and find some time for myself and yeah that was that was a good thing for me i really got to know those guys a lot closer and since then i've um probably been on the show a little bit last year and quite a fair bit this year with them
0: yeah right awesome well um we should probably get into it so as i mentioned earlier you're coming 43rd overall is that right
1: yeah currently 43rd i've sort of um fluctuated a little bit up and down or something a little worst i was sort of sitting was around 500th and the best i was sitting was 13th last yeah, week and so the yeah, week but prior too. but uh, yeah, yeah the last week was been. terrible cool.
0: so is this your highest ever
1: oh massively man yeah the highest i've ever um came was uh, 2018 and that was like 740th or something and i've never been anywhere near that you know that was the highest position i'd gained by the end of the year, that was, you know, I never was yeah, right. sitting higher than that previously throughout that season or anything. So it's has been you become, full on this year. I've been thinking about you, it around the that's corner. That's what
0: I mean. I was about to ask you, have you become obsessed with it?
1: Totally, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I, know I'm, that. I know
0: that feeling.
1: Sitting up late at night because that's when I'm most constructive and I'm sort of like listening to your pod, I'm listening to a couple of the other pods, I'm listening to myself and, um, the guys on the super coach experience back to make sure I, after listening to you guys, I don't just have what you guys have all said, clouded in my thoughts and I have my own thoughts still sort of guiding me through the middle. You know what I mean? Because if you listen to Do TV you have the have
0: spreadsheets a... going? That's what I want to know. I
1: do, but it's, it's not spreadsheets. I'm old school. I've got a notebook and it's pretty right. um, chaotic, man. I could probably.
0: Do you have, cause I remember like in a lot of years I've had, um, particularly when I'm going well. I've, I've gone to the extent of having like every trade planned out for the rest of the season
1: yeah i haven't got the exact players in but i know i have sort of planned when i'm making trades how many i'm making um who i, I know what i'm doing you know what i mean for the rest of the yeah, year yeah, i've got yeah. a career plan and that'll just go around you know uh you know i'll i've got certain players that i need to target for the rest of the year but that'll determine on matchup price you know stuff like that and who i get in what order i think and who goes down in my side and you know what opportunity needs to be taken because of a circumstance or something like that i guess
0: yeah and how much buy planning you've been doing so this week's obviously the big week in terms of buy planning um or or one you know one of big weeks in terms of buy planning so we'll talk about that a lot as we go forward but um Have you been playing for, the, for this buy a lot or?
1: Yeah. I feel like every decision I've made probably from about round even seven or oh, well before, probably even five had some sort of consideration to, yeah. um, which player do I want to bring in? And if, you know, one of them played 13, I would favor that player. So, yeah. um, I haven't, I've have avoided quite a lot of different other guns that other people have brought in when they're doing well, just based on what doesn't fit that criteria for my plan. So um yeah. and yeah, how I many have, have you got? Um uh, I'm currently sitting I've got a little bit lucky with it just with, um I've got fourteen players, that's including um Stefano and
0: um uh
1: Spencer yeah, as Spencer well, Lene. who you, you're not gonna is get that, too Is that before
0: though. trades or after
1: trades? That's before trades.
0: Um Are you gonna are you gonna trade more in or you're just going to leave it at 40 that's what
1: i'm hoping we might be able to work out by the end of this thing my original yeah, okay. my original plan was no because the the reason behind that was i'd been by planning from a long time ago to bring in players for 13 and i feel like i've now got that decent number um and anyone that i bring in for this week is just uh either you know a waste to trade I'm a trade um, Scrooge, or yeah, um, or it's not a. It's, it could, yeah. It's not just it's a waste of trade that next week that player is going to be pretty much irrelevant to me, and I'm going to just want 17 players. But it's tough, man, because there's just very little quality 17 players available. But
0: yeah, okay. So you're talking. It sounds to me you're talking about whether you would trade a kind of. Maybe a guy that's sort of outside your 17 to maybe nuff them out or, you know, get in like a Brody Jones or a,
1: well, originally, or a Dina
0: or a Mia. Sorry?
1: Originally, yeah. I thought maybe I could get rid of like um, someone like I've got the Goz sitting in my team, which I've had from day one. And he's very low price, um, but he, I just haven't had a reason to get rid of him. There's always been other better. Yeah, themselves. so so
0: you're questioning whether you burn a trade on just trading him to like a Brody Jones,
1: exactly. But then I was starting to think, um, maybe I could target someone like the the, the only trade I'm considering at the moment, to be honest, is um, trading out either Teddy or Turbo to bring in Gutherson. And
0: yeah. the so, yeah. well, like I mean, I'll let you talk about your reasoning in a second. But yeah, I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do that trade.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, So what are are your thoughts on that, trade?
1: Well, my thoughts on that is it's a tough one. I don't know whether to do it this week or next week. And I think if I
0: do it... Why would you wait a week?
1: I'd wait a week because I don't want to make the wrong decision on Teddy or Turbo. I'm not sold on which one's the right one to go. And if I can get an idea of, like, maybe after Origin, one of them just gets completely, like batted on wednesday one of them gets injured and we know that they're not playing for the next four weeks then after that say you've sold teddy and teddy's that guy that gets bashed you're gonna really wish you sold turbo regardless to whatever decision you know what i mean so but if you've
0: got the trades to burn and you just wait a week on on Gutho, like you're just you're just throwing away what if score I'm this just week trying to th- trying to gather
1: yeah. Points. So the, my argument, my decision is: Do I want to try and gather more information over the next week as to who's the best person to sell, or do I want to take the extra, uh, let's say, seventy to one hundred and twenty points this week?
0: So yeah, yeah, okay. That well, it's a weird one, around.
1: right? But um, no, I understand that. I, I just hate making the wrong decision and yeah, I've made a couple of wrong decisions and whenever I make those wrong decisions, my mindset is, well, that wrong decision is a wrong decision that someone else hasn't made. That's put me so much further behind having the chance to, yeah. win." This, you know, so, um, like, I get it. I get I'm a, the, like, I'm a worst I'm... case scenario guy and don't think about opportunity as much, but more, more, uh, consequence. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I.
0: I get it. I suppose I, I like injuries pretty hard to predict, so I wouldn't want to be basing my trades on like who may or may not got get injured. The thing that makes me sort of support that though is is who's going to get rested next week.
1: Yeah, now, and I thought you can see you. One of them might. I'm assuming both will.
0: My assumption is that both will. I think Teddy is probably slightly more likely to play. I think playing Turbo on the Friday night after Origin is. Got to be like next to the madness, right? Like
1: risking Which him like that. Funny, I've I've got this little thing in my mind that from years ago watching um, Origin and stuff that they used to say stuff like it's harder to back up. It's easier to back up like sooner than later. Like yeah, it's better to back up like one stuff. or two days later than maybe three or four.
0: I've heard people say that as well, and that might be true for like you know your forwards that are battered and bruised and whatever. Maybe they're not small and as yeah. much as, you know, some of the others. But, like, in terms of a hammy, like, a hammy is an injury. I think, like, I'm not a physio, so I don't know, but I've, I've done a lot of hammies. And I do feel like it's a kind of repeated stress-related thing, like like something that you could, you know, if you pull up sore, your hammy's a bit tight, the last thing you want to do is, like, go hard on it again. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and just with his injury history, I just can't imagine that he's going to play. Now, so... Teddy, that makes me Teddy... think that you're
1: leaning towards Turbo, but I don't know, maybe I'm jumping the gun on that. But yeah, Toburm. Well no, that. I'm I'm actually not.
0: Okay. I just think I think that Teddy will most likely get rested as well. Yeah. I think Teddy's more of a fifty fifty. Like he could play, but I still think he'll probably more likely get rested. Now, if he does, he's got two really hard games after that, right? he's got Penrith and Melbourne after that, mm-hmm. where he might not score well anyway. Whereas Turbo's got two absolutely dream games after that, which he'll definitely play. And both of those games look like games where he could score 200. And I don't feel like I'm going to be in a position to get Turbo back for round 15 if I sell him. Um, I mean, I could, I guess, but yeah, don't know about that. So... Well,
1: I'm with you on that. I've looked at the matchups myself and I definitely... I was going to trade Teddy originally just based on the matchup. And I ignored the fact that... um, you know that the you know make more sense to sell the guy that's higher and has a higher BE or whatever. But um, I don't really worry about you know the the price of a player so much more so just what I think how how much points they're going to be able to get me over the next X amount of time. But yeah, I don't I mean, know, man. Do you think it? that um, Turbo being in the setters as well might make mean that he's just got a bit more? He's making more tack. He's going to make more tackles. He's, you know, more contact.
0: He maybe. won't run as far. He won't run as far being in centers. It's probably less, like in terms of the stress on his hammies it won't be as bad playing in centers. But the Did way th- that he played center last time he played Origin is he almost played like a second fullback anyway. Mm. So for him that might not even be the case. Like he was just kind of getting, you know, running around, kind of roving around in a, yeah, like I say, a second fullback position. So he might he might do a lot of work anyway.
1: With Hamish, do you think there's something that's more done in f- like a full stride, or is it like if he's turning on the spot a bit in defence and s- like making quick changes? In- oh, Does that have an know, impact?
0: or I don't know. It tends to be something that you do when you're like absolutely sprinting, like really trying to push the last kind of one percent out of yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that, in my experience, that's when I've sort of done it. I've it when it becomes a recurring injury and you've got that scar tissue then you can do it much more easily um but he seems all right at the moment and he's been he's had no trouble stretching out so i'm not worried about him doing an injury during origin i'm just i just don't think that he'll back up so yeah so i'm basically making the assumption that both of them won't back up and then when i look at rounds 15 and 16 i think turbo's going to score way more points over that period so so my both definitely,
1: they'll both definitely play that game, assuming they're fit, right?
0: Round fifteen.
1: Uh yeah, fifteen and sixteen.
0: Yeah, they'll definitely play both those games, assuming they're fit. So, mm-hmm. so Tur- Turbo, I think, will score many more points in those two games, and I want him for those two games. Um, and I think Turbo is probably the season-long hold, whereas Teddy, I think, you can. Like, I think most people will probably want Turbo and and Pappy for the run home. Yeah. So that's why I'm leaning towards selling, selling Teddy. And, and Gutho does have, have a very good draw coming up. Um, hey, just quickly, the, the have you considered anyone else? Like, other than Gutho, is there anyone that
1: you I, th- I thought about um, players like, you know, Nofo or something. But the the reason I never brought him in in the first place in the last couple of weeks was just because he's got that tough run straight after this week. So... I yeah. thought that's you know going against everything I thought about. There's no real cheapies. I don't want to have to, yeah. I don't want to bring anyone in that I'm going to have to bring out. And the only person I'm prepared to do that for is Gutherson, and that's because I don't want to be left with a half uh, no fullback next week. But I thought, do I? That, that's my thing. I've like, do I wait the week, miss the points on him this week, and then? You know, just like, yeah, make a yeah. more informed decision. Yeah, see what happens. Because I thought, how it'd be pretty rough if you went one way and the other bloke ends up playing and you're like, ah, oh, he backs up and I should have went the other way. But I'd like would put it to you this way Would you prefer to have Teddy or Turbo if Turbo only played 15 and 16, but Teddy backed up and played 14, 15, 16?
0: Even still, I think I'd potentially rather Turbo. I think Turbo could potentially outscore Teddy. It depends what Teddy scored in – because Teddy, in the round 14, has got the Titans and the Titans look fucking shit. Yeah, because right? you
1: can only play 17 players a week anyway. So it's like yeah, you picking so, your so best so 17. Could,
0: it depends what Teddy scores in that Titans game. But I still think there's a, there's a chance that Turbo outscores Teddy in those two games that Teddy scores in three.
1: I think that they would 100% rest um, Teddy. Just the way the Robbo's just got that sort of um, coaching smarts, I think. He just rests the big players and plays the whole so. game. They've got a
0: pretty good replacement in Mano as well.
1: Yeah, I think they can, they I, can I sort that out. I think
0: they'll probably rest him. And the only the only thing is, like, he has had a couple of games off, so maybe they think that he doesn't need a rest. And maybe maybe they rest him for round 18 instead. and. Mm any plays through. So look, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Well, I guess if you've
1: got one fullback there in Gutherson anyway, that's guaranteed to play for you, then you're, you're pretty safe anyway and you can still pick a good 17 around that anyway.
0: What about Matt Dufty?
1: Mm, Yeah. He's, he's, I love him, man, as a, as a player. And I think he's exciting and he, you know, there's those games where he can just light it up and, um, I can usually predict those games. I usually chuck in a couple of Matt Dufty bets <laughs> on the in the same game multis and they usually go pretty good. But um Well he's
0: got the Broncos, the Bulldogs, the Raiders, and the Warriors over the next four rounds. Do
1: and you reckon he's got security? No one's gonna have him. Do you think he's got security though? Like is there that chance because he's running the air? He's on no. the out of the club, so I'm just he's wondering, the best, would they? He's the best player in the team, mate. Yeah, they have to use him, right?
0: No, no, he's absolutely going to get picked.
1: And he's just—is he? He's back from injury.
0: He got named, and they play like they—they play the Thursday night game, so you're going to know.
1: What was the injury? Do you know?
0: It was a shoulder injury, like an AC joint injury, which is similar to the one that Pappy had. Yeah. So they're usually not that serious. They said it wasn't that bad. I
1: like it that it's very not very a leg related one. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I kind of I think that as well. Sometimes the kind of arm related injuries are probably better because you can still train and get that fitness. Mm. Um. So yeah, any love for Matt Duffy over Goffin? Mm,
1: uh, I'm not a big pod guy, man. I like the last couple of pod moves I've made have really, really gone bad.
0: I um, oh, went look when they go bad, they go real bad. Yeah, because because you're the only one that has them. Like I've had Satili Tupanua, and he's been pretty good in the in the in a hole, but he's had a couple of games where he's either got sin bend or got a head knock or whatever. And because he's so lowly owned, you just feel it in your in your score. You're like, fuck.
1: Oh, uh, totally. You know? Because they're the ones My you're score watching. Is so
0: bad compared to everyone else this yeah. week. Why is it so bad? And you're like, oh, I'm the only one that's got Satili, and he's got like 15 points or whatever.
1: Yeah, last week I had a terrible score and it was all my pods. They went to absolutely terrible and the week before was pretty average as well. So, um, look, I like him, but I'd probably prefer to go um, Gutho, I think. Just yeah, because I it's a better team. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah. I think I, I think is a better team. They're more likely to put some big, big scores on, I think. Gutho's a bit more reliable, but I can see that, that Dufty could be a, a nice little pot.
1: He's not going to be um, potish at all, I don't think, Gutho in any way, shape or form. I think if you're pretty commonly owned, people have him, and I think a lot of people who don't have him will probably
0: get him as well.
1: Are you yeah, thinking yeah. that? or?
0: Yeah, no, he's not a pot at all. Um, a lot of teams have him. A lot of teams bought him a long time ago and probably held on to him. Yeah, I think um, Gutho and Turbo is probably the most popular combination at this point, although... A lot of people jumped onto Teddy as well, but, um, and it's like, I think it's a pretty actually popular trade Teddy to Gutho as well. So no, it's not going to be, he's not going to be potish. but.
1: So your plans obviously to go to Gutho to, um, Pappy when he's back?
0: The question is going to be when to do that because so Gutho's got a good draw until round 16. In round 16, he plays, uh, Panthers, so he's got. So guther has got the Knights, we're really struggling. Then the Tigers and the Bulldogs, so it's absolute dream three weeks. Then he plays the Panthers, and then they've got the buy. But the thing is, in round eighteen, they play the Titans, and so mm. if the obvious trade for him is Pappy, Pappy in round sixteen has the Roosters, mm. and then the buy. So it's like, and then and then he's got the Knights. So.
1: Pappy seemed to go well in every single game he's played, and I think the first couple of games at the start of the year were all pretty hard games. I think he Penrith and
0: Yeah, and he still was, scored well. Yeah. 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 So you know, you'd okay. probably be thinking to do it round sixteen. I probably agree with that. Cool. Um All right. So my other trade that I'm thinking of, so I've still got Jerome do you have Jerome Dillard?
1: Yeah, I do. You're thinking about getting rid of him aren't you?
0: I'm gonna get rid of him. I've had enough. Mm. He's playing like he's playing Origin. He's probably going to miss this week. Well, he's definitely going to miss round 17 because they've got the bye regardless of whether he plays Origin, if he keeps playing Origin and he's missing this week. And he's just, I don't know, he's just been very unreliable of late and a lot of people have him and I'm just ready to jump off.
1: My feeling a on...
0: More reliable scorer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. My feeling on him is that he'll come back from Origin and... You know grow a leg and just sort of have extra confidence not that he needs much more but you know I don't know I just think that when someone starts doing badly it's it's not too often that they can you know that continues it ends up sort of end up peaking once you get rid of them and he's shown oh, well. that he's a pretty pretty reliable player for the most, it's just that he hasn't been given the opportunity. You know, Nath just bit controlled the team over the last sort of.
0: Well, that's my worry. Like, is it going to go back? And and it seems like the one of the correlations seems to be since Appy Corriss has come back, seems like Appy wants to go to, to Cleary more than he wants to go left, and, you know, so while Appy's in the team, I'm I'm just a bit hesitant on the And he is he's super li- reliant on attacking stats, right? Like, if doesn't get an attacking stat, he. Throw yeah. down a 15 or 20 point score. I'm so just man. kind of not interested in like copying 15 or 20 point scores anymore. And I don't have the depth to just sit him on my non playing bench.
1: I feel like when he is playing, though, I feel like I'll, I'd be pretty happy to play him most weeks just because Penrith are a you know a point scoring machine. And yeah, I just so feel
0: just, just think about this for a second if I can influence you. Mm-hmm. So he's got. Obviously, he got Origin this week. Yeah. There's a question to again Friday night game after Origin. So does he get does he get rested? Maybe, maybe not. I can he he's at go. least so likely.
1: Maybe... I think he'd back up more so than most.
0: I tend to agree with that, but I still think two days later there's a chance he gets rested. They've, they've won every game this year. They don't need to.
1: Yeah, they can stars. stick anyone in. Yeah.
0: So I still think there's some chance he gets rested. Then he's got the Roosters and the Panthers, and then he's got the next next bye. So he could roosters play roosters and
1: panthers, or
0: sorry, sorry, roosters and uh, power.
1: Okay, and yeah.
0: then the next buy So he could theoretically play two out of the next four games, and those two games against the the roosters and and power. Okay. Compare that to, say, Brandon Smith, who I can trade him directly for via Watson. Brandon Smith has got the Titans, the Warriors, and the Tigers, before a slightly harder game against the Roosters.
1: I like him, man. I, I'm spewing I didn't get him last week. I was tossing so hard up between Brandon Smith and uh, Jerome Hughes. And there's so many reasons why I should have gone Brandon Smith based on the duel. And it gave me so much more flexibility to make other trades. But I, I don't know. I just sort of went down. That... So now I have to pay. Yeah. So now I told I have myself to pay Hughes was a keeper. So
0: Yeah. And mm. that's the thing about Smith. Like He hasn't shown himself to be a keeper this year. And so it could be a very short-term play, and you're paying like nearly 200k for the privilege now, because, like, over the last week, Brandon Smith went up almost 100k, and luai went down almost 100k. You could have almost done it at, you know, at the same price last week, but I I was loath to trade out luai when he was playing the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Um, paying overs though, man. If you if you get what you want out of them you know what i mean so if you think you're going to get what
0: you want out of them i mean at the beginning of the season smith just looked kind of very underwhelming right Mm -hmm. like he just looked a bit he didn't look that fit i think they had a big off season the melbourne boys he's kind of gassed in a lot of games minutes but now now he's looking really good and i just feel like harry grant is going to get rested a lot over the origin period so he's going to get good minutes for a long time the Storm, I mean, if anyone's going to put teams to the sword, I mean, this, this game against the Titans, have you seen the Titans lineup this week?
1: I haven't paid they close are... attention to it, to be fair, but that's only because there's not too many in the team that I've got my eye on to bring in. But, yeah, it's probably a the bit The Titans weird.
0: team on paper looks, I mean, it was weak last week and that was at full strength. They got put to the sword against the Sharks. And they've got, what, three or four key players missing now. And they look just right for the absolute smashing to me. I mean, you can never predict it. I mean, we said the same thing about Penrith and the Bulldogs last year and last week, sorry, and um didn't happen. But Yeah, I think this team paper, will have massive
1: issues, to be fair.
0: To me on paper, that that looks like a, a big score could be could be had. Yeah. Um and I just want as many pieces of that Melbourne team as I can get over the next few weeks.
1: So how many the do other, you have going into this round?
0: So I've already got George Jennings. Yep. So he's like He's the pot of the century. He's literally owned by 0% of the top 100. He did good
1: for you last week, didn't he? Yeah, I heard you talking handy, about he... him and you sort of, like, I liked what you were saying about him, but he just wasn't, I didn't have any plans for, I've got my centers are full for basically this round, bar one or yeah, two. Yeah, he
0: did, he did pretty well. He got 73, so that was, that was good. And he outscored Nofo, who's his, like, kind of competitor. He's yeah. the guy that I was looking at as the alternative, so that was pretty good. So anyway, I've got George Jennings, uh, I've obviously got Hines and and Brandon Smith will be my third. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could be one. The question of, of of him is like, what do you do with him when, when Harry Grant comes back? Like towards the back end of the season. Yeah. I mean, you could either like you could trade him, you could trade, like he's gonna be worth a lot of money, so you could trade him to someone if you've got the trades. You could just kind of sit him there, he'll be my second hooker, so you could kind of sit him there and you know, yeah. if Grant does get injured again or rested again or whatever, then he comes in and you can play him. The Marnie. other the other option is Reed Money. So, Reed has looked like a keeper all season, and and it looks like like he was originally sort of named in the Origin team, but it looks like he's gonna like he's gone back to Clubland. Yeah, um, so it looks like he's going to play for the Eels. We've already talked about the Eels got a very good draw over the next three weeks, but but I think. You'd be more confident in holding Reid for the rest of the season as you as one of your your two gun hookers.
1: Well, he was the gun hooker for the start of the most of the middle, of leading up until the last couple of weeks, really. Hooker, wasn't he? Yep. He was. And now and he's at bottom price. Yeah, yeah, he's at
0: bottom price. So, so like I guess, kind of with my head, I think Reid Money's is the better trade because he's kind of longer term and he's he's the right price. You can basically trade him in for, for Luai almost at level, and he does have that good draw. But power at the beginning of the season, were really smashing teams, uh, and they just seem to have gone off the boil a little bit. I don't know if that's because they've just had a harder draw over the last few weeks or if they've actually gone off the boil, but he's, he doesn't look like he's finding as much space as he was earlier in the season, whereas Melbourne just seem to be getting better and better every week. Yeah, So that's the reason why I'm kind of leaning towards Brendan Smith. I don't know, what
1: do you reckon? It's a tough one, man, because I really had Brendan, um, sorry, Reid Marnie targeted as one of my, you know, uh, round 13 players and it just sort of never worked out leading up to it, but I still would have planned to have probably brought him in this week. But it's the thing that's keeping me off Reid Marnie, I think, is maybe he is sort of around that circle and he, if he doesn't play this game, he might play the next or the one after, you know, so he could But become, he won't miss
0: any games he, because of that, you wouldn't think. 'cause they've unless got he that gets two rested week in... gap. Yeah. So the, the the second origin is in a um there's no footy that yep. there's no there's no NRL footy that week. It's a, week a standalone weekend. Mm-hmm. And and then he plays so sure he you know round seventeen but they've got the buy anyway. Okay. Um then theoretically round eighteen, you know, maybe he gets rested. Um you'd have to play cover anyway, yeah. yeah. But I mean if he's not in the team now Kind of making the punt that he won't get in, put in the team the only thing about this week is that they play the last game on the sunday so if there's an injury like at training or something on friday or saturday
1: yeah straight in
0: then it's like he could come in and you've traded him in and then he doesn't play
1: and that'd kill you because then you've got this guy that doesn't play around 17 going forward which might be a bit stressful
0: I, yeah that would be frustrating but that'd be pretty bad luck like it's hard to make trades like
1: after after this week is your are you basically only going to be bringing in round 17 players until round 17 or do you think you might identify one or two other decent players that are available like a feeder and bring them in earlier
0: so i don't know it's a really good question and i I guess that'll be basically what our pod's about next week but Mm -hmm. um I've been thinking about that a lot this week and what I'm going to do. And and I guess what's colouring my thinking on that is that I think probably my worst trade of the season this year was getting in Brian Kelly when I did. And that was about round five or something, or round six, whenever he came back from injury. And I was comparing him at the time to Val Holmes. And I think I basically just discounted Holmes because he was going to play Origin. And the way it's turned out, like Val has probably outscored him by about 300 points or something over that time. Yeah. Like the job you they know, do for whatever. You in that 30 yeah. odd points that Brian Kelly's going to score me against the storm this weekend. is just not three. even close to how much Val outscored him. So, I mean, 300 points is probably an overstatement, but it was something, something large. Um, and that's just got me thinking like, like, for example, next week, do you get in like a, I don't know an Alex Johnston type player. Let's say for let's say I'm going to sell Brian Kelly next week. Do you get in Brian, uh, Alex Johnston or do you get in you just get in Holmes yeah, and and set and thing. forget? Because Holmes is something I
1: definitely want now too.
0: Exactly, Killing. or like as you said with with David Fafita, like do you get in? I don't know some round seventeen guy, maybe Talmalolo or. Um, what's his name from the Bulldogs, Luke Thompson, someone like that as a round 17, Corey Harwood, nera Yeah. Or you just, fuck it, get in dead feeder. Because the proposition now for some of those origin guys isn't as bad. Like once it gets to round 14, they're only going to miss one. Maybe they get rested in the round 18, but they're probably only going to miss the one game
1: Yeah.
0: rather than the two. So it's like it starts to become a kind of more interesting proposition. And and could those guys, like, could David Fafita in three games outscore whoever it is Luke Thompson in four? Probably. Mm. Mm. So, I don't know. It, was, it saves your trade as well, I suppose, if you go straight to one of those guns.
1: Yeah, I like it.
0: But having said that, there are some of those, like, like Alex Johnson's a really interesting example because he's going to be cheap and they've got, a, like, a really fucking good run. Yeah. But you do, like, I do think you probably need to trade him out after that, a good run. Like, I don't think he's necessarily a keeper because he can score so bad.
1: Mm. I think for me, a lot of the people I'm bringing in now, with the exception of some, need to have that can I hold you sort of attitude and whether I play them or not, whether they could be a spare backup or something like that. I just, I've just been doing the numbers and I've got uh, 19 trades left without making any this week, so before making any decisions on... This week's, uh, and based on my plans, I'm only going to have nine left from round eighteen to twenty-five, and that's round—that's nine trains over eight weeks, and that sort of scares me.
0: Yeah. So this will, you know, you said you are a, you're a trade Scrooge, so this will make you feel sick. I've max traded, and I'm max trading again this week, so I've only got after this week I'm only going to have thirteen left. Um, so I'm got 14 by players this week after trade so i'm gonna i had 12 i'm gonna and i'm gonna trade and and get 14 yeah uh i think i'm only so i've got three remaining that are going to play round 17 so i've got uh tilly james and bailey simonson they're only three i think i'm gonna make six trades only maybe six or seven and this is the question right do those six or seven are they all round seventeen guys, or just you know are one or two of them guys like say Holmes? Hmm. So I'm only looking at maybe eight for round seventeen, maybe nine, and that will leave me with only uh, around about six trades for the run home. And those six six of those six trades, at least one or two of them, I'm going to be wanting to bring in like the likes of Fafita or, or Holmes if I don't get them.
1: Yeah, so I mean we're both pretty much up amongst it, we're both up sort of in that 200 mark and any given week we could be, you know, back in the top 10, you know, so it's just a tough one to know whether to go hard for it and make those, you know, try gap people now early or whether to sort of play a bit more conservative and wait for other people to fall over and then come home hard. I'm feeling like people are going to fall over pretty badly. Like when I hear about people that have max traded, I just feel like by about round 21, even like with five weeks to go players, you know, you're going to have one or two trades maybe, and you'll have to use them because a big player will go down. Then you've got none. And then you're just scrambling, trying to play weird benches and,
0: can I put something to you, though? Yeah. So there's, what, 100,000 playing this game and, you know, maybe forty or 50,000 playing seriously. Maybe a bit less, maybe 30,000 playing seriously. Of all those people, only one guy, you know, could theoretically max trade and, you know, could even run out of trades or, you know, not have very many trades for the run home. But that one guy just has to get lucky. And not get injuries for the the, run, for the last five or six rounds. You're so
1: right. You. You're so right. Like, I haven't really considered so, that. That's not. I've tried to. <laughs> I've tried to think of every possible scenario, and um, you know, try, trying to minimise damage. And but that's not something I even considered. But that's such a massive scenario when you're playing the numbers that there are in the competition. Eh? Wow. So
0: you could get a guy that sort of max trades pretty much all the way through. He's just like constantly gapping everyone because he's, he's using all his trades and then just gets really fucking lucky towards the back end. Now it depends. It depends on who the injuries are to, right? Like, if all the injuries are, are for very common players and players that've been doing well, like that, that becomes impossible. Like, there's no one that can avoid every injury if they're to the common players, and the common players tend to be the ones that, that sure. do well. So, sure. you know, he's going to have to cop some of them. Um, but you know, he still might. You know, there still might be people that get lucky. So, it just depends on. I guess how much you want to tempt fate. If if you do happen to get a scenario where you know a lot of the the big players do go down, then yes, like the people that are sort of up there that have saved an extra three or four trades, and you know we've seen from you know the the crackdown on high shots and the suspensions and all the rest of it that this year could be particularly a year where that becomes very important. Then yes, you, you know as I say that the guy that saved the extra couple of trades could really come home strong and you know come home with a wet fire with, with a wet sale yeah and um and beat everyone which i guess is what your kind of plan is but there is that thing in the back of my mind is that well that may not happen and then you might just get yeah i'm worried too
1: them. that i might end up i'm sure it won't happen but get to a point in the year where i'm like oh my god i should have used my trades you know what i mean no I, like i but I'm looking at it, thinking now they're going to run out. There's no way way around it. They're running out for me, so they're going to run out for everyone else too.
0: Oh, look, put it this way. I'd rather be in your position than my position. Like you're you're in the top fifty, and you've saved what three or four trades already.
1: Four, yeah. I'm thinking think It will be five pushback. going to this week if I make the Gutho six. No, if I don't, but I think I mean, I'll be you're going.
0: five. You've got five trades in your pocket ahead of me. Put it that way. Um, so I'm going to have to take the hit in round seventeen. I'm going to try and save a bucket load between now and then and catch up a bit in terms of the amount of trades. Of it might be the
1: happen. way to go, actually.
0: About six left over and hope that's enough for the run home.
1: Because that's the th- the mistake I think I might be going to make is by bringing in only players for 17, have really struggled between, say, now and then and fall too far behind. And, the you know, trying to play that long game of coming home strong, that might be too far of a distance for me to run. So...
0: But yeah, this it like kind of comes back to that thing that you were talking about earlier. Do you just so if I do get in the likes of say Dev, Feeder, and Holmes and whatever now, that'll save me, you know, a couple of trades on the on the way home. Yeah. And on the way home, I'll have all those six, say six trades, just there spare for injury, more or less. There's pretty much there'll be pretty much no one I need to bring in. Yeah. Maybe maybe um like depending on when I get Pappy, um. So you know but then but that you do that at the sacrifice of round 17 and I'll end up with about six or seven players for round 17 if I do that. Having said that like like what do you reckon your numbers are looking like for round 17 like, what are your plans?
1: Uh, so based on what I've got here, I've just sort of written
0: it up here. Um,
1: I will have 11 players for round 17 based on my plans so bringing in one trade, uh, this week for 13 gives me uh, 15 players. And then using two in round 14, two in round 15, three in that max trade week of 16. Yeah. Um, and saving two there. And yeah. then using two in round 17 would get me 11 players by 17. But that's assuming all of those players I bring in. Yeah. And I don't think it will be because I think I'm going to have to jump on someone like val someone like um happy at some point and even probably there's probably three players i'm going to have to jump on so that might bring that number down to eight um that aren't going to be around 17 players
0: yeah. but i think
1: that might be a better strategy having take using their points over the as long a period as i can rather than just the back end yeah yeah
0: so yeah i mean i mean that's pretty healthy if you can so it looks like it sounds like you'll have about what 25 26 players total across the two two buyers i'm going to be way lower than that i'm i think i'm going to be looking at probably 22 but but having said that like
1: it won't make that much of a difference to be fair because I the players i don't think it's are... going to make
0: nah. yeah i don't think it's going to make that much difference like they're like not guns say, you know what oh, i mean i'm
1: not i don't have guns in my side this week there's not yeah. there's only a couple of players i'm excited to see him score well you know and the others i'm pretty concerned about to be fair
0: But what I was going to say is, like, I don't think too many players are going to have more than, say, 10 for round 17. Like, 10 or 11, I think you're doing pretty well. And if they did, Um, they would
1: have a shocking amount this week, so.
0: You'd think so. So, like, so when I think of, like, oh, I'm only going to have, like, say, 7 or 8 for round 17. Well, if that's only two less than, like, most people have. It's actually not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's not at all.
0: It's not that bad. Especially if you
1: get your captain right as well. That's right and they're like
0: you've got a few few good guys that others don't have then it's not that bad so yeah i guess that's the way i'm thinking like i'm definitely not going to be what i'm absolutely definitely not doing is getting in guys just for the sake of 17. if they happen to have a really good run between like now and then and i think i can get like four or five good rounds out of them then maybe yeah but yeah and i'm like Yeah, I see some people kind of downgrading to to guys that are gonna play round thirteen this week, like a you know, we talked about Dina and Mia or like someone like that. Yeah. Just yeah. That's yuck.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: I don't I don't and well, I mean if you've got trades to burn and you can you feel like you can really do something with that money, then maybe I
1: don't like a one um, week play. It's the trade's just not worth it. It's just the the one trade for that extra however many points that guy scores come the end of the round, look at that guy's points and go, that was a trade. You know what I mean? And unless, I reckon unless it was more than a hundred points, you'd be pretty burned about it. And I still reckon you'd look back at it later in the year and go, oh, scored an extra hundred points that round. But now I don't have a player in fullback for the last three rounds because I've used all my trades.
0: Yeah. You know what, what I mean? About, what about someone like Brody Jones? Who like So Tyson Frizzell looks like he's going to be out for about six weeks. So Brody Jones theoretically could hold on to that right edge spot for like.
1: Yeah, I think he could be a good option a for time. people that um want to bring in a second rower. Um he works pretty hard and he looks you know, looks like he he looks like an effort player, man. So he's not one of those guys that just sort of go missing, I don't think. But yeah, it's not in my plan. When
0: do you think when like Pierce comes back, do you think he holds that spot? Or is there any chance that like Barnett goes out to the right edge and Connor Watson starts at thirteen or something like
1: that. Yeah, that could be problems too. Hey,
0: I'd have to predict think that will happen.
1: Who knows with I their think, coach? Hey, yeah, he'll probably still know, keep like, Barnett and Buddy Watson on a rotation somehow. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, reckon Barnett is, might
1: become relevant again soon. I've got a weird feeling about it actually.
0: Well, the fact that like he played better minutes last week, mm. Um, so because Watson wasn't there to share the minutes with, so. It, so I think it was better for both of them. But that Frizzell injury might actually mean that you can hold on to Barnett and Watson through to round 15 or 16. Mm. Um, if you've got more pressing trades to make, I'll probably be looking at moving them on. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely looking at Watson to Cody Walker. Asked me three weeks week. ago, they
1: were my first two people I was trying to get rid of. But now I'm sort of even looking at Watson and going, gee, oh, these are not too bad if you can get some time.
0: You don't own um, Fergo, do you? Like Ferguson? Nah,
1: he was someone I would have loved to have, and when I missed him and he started killing it earlier in the year, I was so devastated because I wanted to start with him and started with Remus, and Remus was doing terrible, and um, Remus has kind of helped me out a couple of weeks. He's also burnt me a few as well, but yeah.
0: Well, you'd be laughing that you don't have Fergo now, right? Oh, totally. That's rough, That man. must be, yeah, that's a kick in the teeth. Because
1: I mean. he used to be an Origin player, so he's going to sit down and watch the Origin go, well, oh. You know what I mean? Might like that grade. was me two years ago, or so, and now he's so coming. Beaver,
0: Beaver that comes on this pod has both David Clamer and Fergo.
1: I feel really sorry for players like that, hey, who have got and
0: like you know you planned for the buyers all this time. Yeah, and, I feel really sorry. Really for well, him. as I said, he's in the top like three, three, four hundred, and um, so he was going to have big numbers for the buy, and he's you know he probably would have had about 15, 16 for the buy, and now he's copped that, copped both Clamer and Fergo. It's brutal. There was one year, a couple of years ago, where I had like six or seven guys that pulled out the week of the buy round that I just bought for that buy. Like fucking kick out had like a one week like illness, no, like he got the yeah. flu or something. There was one year where um George Burgess like ran amok in Townsville, and like jumped on a car or something and got suspended for jumping on a car. And he was, was that like, around the on... um
1: was that around the um doodle pick time or?
0: I can't remember what year it was, but it was a few years ago now. <laughs> like back when George George Burgess was kind of relevant in his prime, and I I basically brought him in as a, a buy player, and like literally, it wasn't even an injury; it was just like him getting shenanigans him in and doing something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I was no. so so upset. But yeah, feel for any of those Fergo or uh, or David Clemmer owners out there. That's, uh, that's
1: well, a I will say, say this because you did say you had a bit of um, you know you were burnt by that off-field drama sort of hurting your planning, and you did have Polly on your show last week you had a dream about um, Hines exactly. killing it and you know holding him by the back of the hair uh, skiboarding or whatever, I thought it was great um, I actually had a dream earlier in the year that uh, Reed Marnie was going to be in trouble for off-field dramas this year and not playing... Reed it. Marnie? Yeah, it's a really weird one, I mentioned it on the pod earlier in the year, was like of all players he's probably the least likely to have
0: yeah, he form looks form. like such a good
1: lad. Nice, like it's yeah. Dylan, Dylan Brown, you must have been getting him confused with Dylan. No, Brown. I had a pretty. I couldn't, didn't know what it was, but yeah, he's that. Like, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but <laughs> there you go. So I don't know if that influences your decision on um, the cheese or Reid Marnie. Yeah,
0: you it's
1: know when precise. someone starts, you know, you know they're doing well, and then it's like you know everyone to talk about you know, talks about chasing last week's points. I look at it as chasing you know, the last month's points in some times in some case. So yeah, like it's like a little, like a Jerome. I just think if someone's doing bad, then they're going to start doing good. If they're a good super coach, relevant player. So I just don't think they're well, going to continue on like keep, keep like Brendan Smith, for instance, he's got two good scores and Reed Marnie's got, you know, some average ones. For me, I still kind of go, oh, I'd go Marnie because he's due. You know what I mean? Whereas other teams yeah, are going to... That's a kind of
0: reversion to the mean strategy. And it's, to be honest, that's worked really well for me in the past. I mean, that, that's the Cleary thing, right? Like, after yeah. he had those two huge games, what was the chances of him backing up a third time?
1: Exactly. Um, and,
0: I... and having another like 200-point game, and, and the chances just aren't very... Like, players do kind of revert to the mean a bit, right?
1: Teams are going to probably target... All right, the Chiefs has gone really well the last couple of weeks. They're not playing super coach, but they watched the games and break down what he's done, and he's done pretty well in the games. So they're going to probably have him and Hines as their two biggest threats, other than probably Jerome Hughes. But he's not that much of a threat. He's just doing game normal. You know, they'd be targeting those two, I think, and what they bring. So maybe he has less impact, and Reed Marnie, um absolutely kills it. So,
0: yeah, the only thing that worries me about that is that. Reed mining was really playing off the back of the forwards, just rolling over teams mm, and true. so and he had so much space in that first sort of six seven weeks of the year and he hasn't had that much space of late so you know it's less about him and more about what the team's doing 100%. so i think that's a little bit more predictable maybe but their draw you know as we said does it not that's a good hey point. um captain's choices this week so what are you thinking
1: um so if I was to bring in gutho i would have the C on Gutho and I'd VC Hines. And if I wasn't to do that, I'd probably captain Hines and VC someone really out there that no one has like, um, Kikia who I brought in last week, he stunk it up. I shouldn't have brought him in, man, but but, um, my team's the village Army. And I decided that even if he's crap, I'm just going to sit him on my pine and he can just be there just for team morale because it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't feel right not having him and if he does do well one week even if i don't play him at least he's in the side you know what i mean it's just i needed to do it for my own mental health
0: my team name is brooks was here but like the best part about that is it means i never have to have brooks
1: well that's what i was saying to um (laughs) yeah i was saying to the boys last week on the show i'm not getting kicked out my team's a Vili army, so I don't need him in my side because I've got him in my title. But I still – yeah, I still went for him.
0: Um, so just – so for the listeners out there, um, it's probably important to mention that you get a free shot at the VC. The so you basically get two captains this week or, or a chance at two captains because unless you've got uh, 18 players, if you've only got 17 or less, then you're going to get basically a – like you can you get use an A or E or like, any no difference. Yeah,
1: and you can use any of your yeah. players too. So, any of those players right. are playing the other games or any of the. So, yeah.
0: the guys that, that aren't playing this week, that the guys on the buy don't lock out until um, the start of the last game. So, you can use any of those guys. So, for example, like Satili Tupanua or Angus Crichton, I can just sub those one of those guys in. Let's say I, I make Heinz my VC. Heinz goes really well on Saturday night, and, and after that game, I can just sub in uh, Angus Crichton or Satili Tupinu make them my captain, and um, then I basically just get Heinz as a captain, and the AE makes no difference because I was going to cop a zero anyway. Yeah, the other um, thing I'll
1: add to that, just for people that are listening as well, um, that are thinking about the loop, um, if your player is um, playing Origin, though, and would have normally played, like, say, uh, Cleary, he'll rock, like Cleary will lock out when Panthers, um, play yeah, 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 as yeah, well. So point. that's something you've got to consider. So if that's he true. was going to be so just, yeah,
0: yeah, just be careful about that. So you're better off doing it with a guy that's not playing this week, as I said. Yeah, it'll give you more time. Yeah, but um, you know, for most people that have got sort of only 13 or 14 people playing this week, it shouldn't be hard to to sub in one of those guys.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I probably will have to bring in Gutho, man, because I think at the end of the day. When I look at my rank next week, I'm going to say, add Gatho's score, and I'd be sitting there, you know what I mean, instead of here. So I think I'll probably have to get bring at least one in. I'd maybe not being a being a bit of a Scrooge, I can save the one and two and use getting one yeah. player is fine, I think.
0: I mean, my strategy this year has basically been like have as like probably try and have two gun blacks. Fullback's playing at all times. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm not going to use two trades at fullback, but um, yeah, I'm prioritizing that position because they just score so many points. So, the prospect of, you know, having a guy, well, or having no fullbacks in round 14 is just it's no good for me. So, Mays melt will make the trade this week, mm. and then um, and then I get two weeks out of him, at least. Two weeks of of having a player that I, I wouldn't have had otherwise, if if both Teddy and Turbo do get rested.
1: I like it, man.
0: What yeah. about so we so we talked about Reed Money and, and Brendan Smith. I've seen a little bit of love for Ben Hunt. Yeah.
1: I I just yeah I don't know I I for me he's not someone that I'm excited to watch, and he's I think he's been averaging pretty well, but. I just, yeah, I sort of stay away from those average teams, you know what I mean? I'll kind of Couldn't like, I really like to target players, unless they're someone that's just an out-and-out out gun, you know what I mean, which is a bit different.
0: So so the, the thing about Ben Hahn is, like, he's a pretty good player and, and he's been playing pretty well this year. But, I mean, you look at someone's draw, right, and I was talking about Brandon Smith before, Brandon Smith having good draw to Ben Hunt having good draw or even we talked about Dufty is a completely different thing because the Storm could put 50 points on those bad teams three weeks in a row. The Dragons could lose some of those games. Easily. Right? Like, yeah. it, you know, so, so them having good draw doesn't necessarily mean that their players are going to score well. And they're not going to put 50 points. Well, like, you know, they might get lucky and put 50 points on someone, but the chances are they're not going to. So... Is a player like that, like Ben Hunt, actually going to kind of get a lot out of that good draw? Like, he'll probably score better than he, you know, he'll score better than he would against hard teams. But he's probably not going to get the benefit of flogging a team. And, you know, like having three or four tries or something like that. So, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I'm not, I'm not really sold. Like, I don't think it's a bad trade, Ben Hunt, but I don't think it's a great trade. And it's not, it doesn't excite me.
1: Yeah. I don't think you're going to win you know, you're not gonna feel like a winner with him. I don't know. I don't know. It, just to, it looks in if I put if I have him in my side and I don't know, just when you you know you go on a head to head and you look at your player versus their player, like that's one I'd be going at I didn't love. So yeah, I think there's better options. It's definitely in yeah. read or um I think uh, trying to find a hooker or Someone to put, you might not need a hooker for 17, but I just think there's very limited options in round
0: 17. There's very, very little for 17, like, yeah, almost nothing, unless there's some injuries or something, something comes up. There's, there's I'm that's fine, you can, the
1: that bit, yeah, yeah, you can take that hit in any, yeah, you
0: take that hit. So, um, I'm just going to quickly run through some of the leagues. Um, so the Searching for Corey Parker Unlimited Group. I wonder if you're still leading it.
1: I don't reckon I would be. There was a guy that was in 14th, I think, that was overall. And I reckon he probably yeah. would have
0: been a week than me. So. so the 4020s, Michael is the the owner of the 4020s, and he's in 15th spot. So he's he's leading. The, oh, nice. He only went Corey down one
1: spot. Here. That's good for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, nice you're job. coming second in 43rd, and I am fourth in 237th. Yeah. Um, we're so pretty yeah, close pretty, in pretty points strong. now,
1: mate. I think we're telling about hundred and fifty points, isn't it?
0: Oh, I think it's a little bit more than that. What have we got? 120. Oh yeah, about 180? Yeah. So that gives you an idea. So I'm I'm two thirty seventh and you're around fortieth. And so I'm about 180 points behind you. So it's not a huge amount. It's not at all. Um, I mean you
1: just only need to make eighteen points up around and <laughs> done that easy.
0: Um so searching quarry. Code is 469101, if you want to join. There's, uh, what, we've got 73 members now. And it's pretty freaking strong, to be honest. Like, what is it? 15 of those 73 guys are in the top 1,000. That's crazy. And there's about, about another, like, there's a whole bunch of people around that.
1: Are amongst that sort of...
0: Yeah, so there's, like, another seven guys that are between 1,000 and 1,400 Wow. So 24, 24 of the 73, so almost a third, are in the top 1,500. Solid. So pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, pretty strong. Um, That's it. Turbos, how many, how many Who have you got this week?
1: Uh, Look, I think I've got an – it's the Wuhan bat heaters. And when I first had a look at them, I think they've got a really, really – um small number of players, hey. I think they're oh, struggling. nice got
0: a little free ride.
1: Yeah, they, they, I think they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, ten, ten players. Yeah, it's nice. And that, I think they've made trades too by the look of it.
0: Yeah. I could right. be wrong. Oh. So but I've
1: got them covered with numbers anyway, with you know, with so that's exciting. Yeah,
0: that's good. I've got um, Mark from the Supercoach All-Stars, Barnstormers, Barnsey. Oh.
1: He's he's um, pretty up in the mix too, isn't he? I think he's kind of in the upper upper echelon of the table, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of. Um, I don't know how strong his team's is going to be because he's got quite a lot of guys that got did get named for Origin. He's got like Luai Paulo. Uh, yeah, maybe it's not too bad. I'll, I'm not sure how many trades he's going to make. So it might be close. We might both have about
1: 14. Nice. I want to see you get the top eight, mate. You're going to have a strong finish anyway. So you've had your tough matchups. Three,
0: three, three from the last four. So, but yeah. I, I think I basically have to win almost every match from it.
1: It's absolutely crazy that you just get home. whatever team would just have a good week just because they were playing. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's a little bit comical, actually. Yeah, but uh, it'll it'll make me feel good if I can uh, have a strong run and maybe make a bit of a play for the eight in home, Turbo Homie Cup. Yeah, it's so nice it's to have a bit
1: of consolation and have a bit of bragging rights as well, even if you're an overall player.
0: And for those wondering, that's how you and I kind of, um, you know, have connected. To, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Which is a great thing. Right. Yeah, I yeah, think well, it's I'm pretty good. Shout out to Kane that, that sort of put this put that all together because. Um, we've got a good little group chat of all the podcasters and um you know met met a lot of different people through that and you know it's made me kind of more in touch with the super coach community i guess and yeah yeah rather like than joining. everyone
1: being you know direct competition to each other or you know not speaking or having you know it's good to we've actually yeah we'll come together yeah absolutely
0: it's great yeah so it's so it's a good thing the, the the group's currently ranks. If you got to like, I've been wondering this a little bit with myself. And I, I think the answer is I've chosen to do a podcast and therefore like I have to be as open as I'm going to be about like everything that I'm doing. But yeah, it would get pretty interesting if you were coming first. Like I, I did wonder to myself if I was coming first with a couple weeks weeks ago, would I tell people what I was going to do?
1: Yeah, I think you'd have to shut off to be fair, man, because there'd be enough people that would be aware that, okay, that's the guy. You know what I mean? And if if yeah, yeah. And it'd oh, be the people yeah. that are relevant that are trying to compete with you, they're just it's too much of a free pick at what you're doing and you've got nothing to you know what I mean? To give up on that. Be...
0: I think I've said this on the pod before, but when I won NRL fantasy, um, that was in twenty sixteen, I you know, I was obsessed and I was just like trawling the internet for inf- information and I found this like whirlpool chat group where the guy that was coming second was just posting, like, what all his trades were going to be. Wow. So, and he was basically my only competition. So I just I just made the exact same trades as him, and, like, he even said what his captain was going to be. So I just made the, like, put my captain as his captain, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: I think he finally cop- cottoned on with, like, a week or two to go. But, like, last four or five weeks, I was just, like, copying him, so he couldn't possibly catch me. All right. Well, I think we might wrap it up. I mean, uh me on for a while, but that was a good chat, mate. I'm... Oh, it's
1: our first conversation we've ever really actually ever had. So uh, it's been <laughs> nice, mate. So appreciate it. <laughs> talk all day, yeah, but yeah, we've got to press, uh, uh, we have probably press and record eventually. The listeners uh, have got things to do.
0: That's right. That's right. So uh, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
1: Absolute pleasure, man. Yeah, good luck this week and all for the rest of the season as well, man. I uh, hope to see you right up amongst it in the end of it.
0: Oh, I'm definitely just going to run out of trades in about two weeks. So, nah, you'll we'll be see. right. You, you'll be right.
1: <laughs> you'll be that guy. You'll be that guy you talked about earlier that gets lucky and uh, <laughs> and everything goes right for him, burning trades. But good luck. Maybe. I hope you hope it's you. If it's not me, huh? All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, man. See ya. See ya.